Well, what's up? Good morning, Coastal. How's everybody doing this morning? Outstanding. Yes, yes. Hey, I'm so glad. If you guys are guests and you come and you came to hang out with us on Thanksgiving weekend, we love you. Absolutely love you. We're so glad you guys are with us. If this is your first time with us, my name is Terry. I'm one of the pastors here. And again, I just want to say thanks for, for coming and hanging out with us weekend. Now, i got to ask you guys a question. How many of you, and own it, I want you to own it. How many of you put on five pounds this last week? Thank you for being honest. Since you were honest, I'm going to tell you, I put on, I'm not going to tell you how much I put on. Because I like to eat, you know, and it was like a surplus of food. If you look at me, you can tell I enjoy eating food. I need calories. I'm a growing young man, and I need calories, okay? And it was like a surplus of food after food after food. It was good, like pie and mo pies and mo pies. I like pies. <laughs> Bean pie, potato pie, just pies. There was a lot of food. So I, I had a really good, great week, and I'm glad that you guys are with us. But uh, we're, we're continuing this series, The Struggle is Real. And, and as you know, the first week, Pastor TJ kicked off talking about pushing the limits. And then week two, we went into finances and, and really understanding how to take control and take back the finances. Because, you know, sometimes the struggle is real up in the finances. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> and then we talked last week, uh, Randy came in, JP's dad came in and talked about not how just to raise good kids, but how to raise godly kids. And that really hit me because being a, being a parent, I had to learn how to not to exasperate my children, but, but how to raise godly kids, train, train them up the way they should be trained up in the ways of God. So this week, Pastor TJ asked me to talk about something, and I really don't know why he asked me to talk about this, because I find it, as I was getting ready to prepare this message, I found it very laborsome, and it, it's really hard for me to talk about this subject, because I don't really enjoy it, and that's the subject of physical health. Now, if you know me, you know I just told a fib, and I'm waiting for the lightning to strike me, because I get really passionate about talking about physical fitness and physical health. I love it. It's, it's one of my passions in life. And, but here's the thing. I want you guys to understand and see that there's actually a parallel between how we take care of ourselves physically and how we take care of ourselves spiritually. Because here's the thing. In the church, in our church, and I think in the church as a whole, we do a great job of talking about how to take care of us, how to get spiritually fit, how to pray better, how to read our word better, how, how to evangelize better, how to do these things that God's called us to do, how to do those things better. But we don't, a lot of times we don't talk about the physical side of it. Because how, how, how are you going to do the things that God's called you to do if you have no energy to do those things? So understand that. Those things that God's called us to do are the, are the right things, but if we're not taking care of ourselves physically, those things that, are, are, that bring us peace will, will kind of start to be laborsome on us because we'll be tired, we'll be, we'll be frustrated, and we'll, we'll start to think about, is this really what God's going to do because we're not physically taking care of ourselves because our bodies are a gift. And matter of fact, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. It says this, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you receive from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. It's funny because as I read that scripture, I think about a couple years ago how I was and was I really honoring God with my body because I had a great diet. It was amazing. This diet consisted of Papa John's. Hello. Hello. McDonald's, not McDonald's, McDonald's, 
Kentucky Fried Chicken, and if it was a good day, Church's, hello, <laughs> Church's Chicken. How, how many of y'all know about Church's Chicken? I'm just saying, if you know about Church, we like, I like y'all. But I tell you right now, it, it never sees the fail that at 11 o'clock, that stupid little leprechaun, the magically delicious, darn little, stupid little leprechaun always would whisper in my ear talking about magically delicious. I hate that thing, man. Hate that thing, man. That darn lucky charm thing. But here's the thing. We have this culture where we're, our culture is obsessed with physical fitness and taking care of our body. And that, as a matter of fact, the, the supplement industry figured this out because they're a multi-billion dollar industry. So we have protein, we have pre-workout protein, post-workout protein, we have branched-chain amino acids, we have glutamine, we have uh, fish oil, we have pre-workout, we have intra-workout, we have post-workout, we have all these different supplements and the supplement industry figured that out. They, they play upon this. We have all these exercise videos, uh, P90 55,000, you know, because it like, keeps going on, it doesn't stop. Insanity, if you do insanity, you are really insane. I, don't, I just can't see myself jumping up and down in my living room sweating, no, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, then we have the beast body workout, we have all these different programs because our culture is really obsessed with trying to make ourselves physically fit, which is, is a good thing, but nothing beats the old school inventions. How many of you have ever heard of shake weight? Hello. I mean, you can use a shake weight for six minutes a day looking like this. Like right there. Six minutes a day for 30 days straight, and it guarantees you to turn you into this. This. No, not her. But that's okay. We're going to keep going. Now, 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 ladies, I didn't forget about you. I didn't forget about you. Because when you talk to a lady and you ask her, what do you want to work on physically? And a lot of times they say, I want a firmer thighs and hips and buttocks area because I want to look good. <laughs> Ladies, I know you know what I'm talking about. So they came out with a great creation called the Thigh Master. Now, you can start out looking like this, yep. And your lycra, and you're doing it 10 minutes a day, you know, arm out, you know, squeezing the, toning the hips and thighs and all that stuff. And then if you do it for 10 minutes a day, 30 days later, you'll look like this. There you go. Matter of fact, it's so awesome, it changes your complexion and gives you a tan. So you're really knocking out a couple of different little things there. So, now, now, fellas, you know, it's Thanksgiving, and, and, and I know I'm not the only one out there that had, like, what we call a bloat area. Mm-hmm because I ate a lot of carbohydrates. And I, I love me some carbohydrates. I like pie, bean pie, pumpkin pie. I like pie, okay? And so I got frustrated and I, and I couldn't do like the five minute abs because the five minute abs would turn into like 25 minute abs. It just, would, just wouldn't go down. And then, then I tried to find something where I could just, you know, place something right here and spray paint abs on me so I could look cool. And I go, you know, we live in Florida, you go to the beach, you know, you gotta take your shirt off and look cool. And that didn't work either. So, so I found a video on what we call instantaneous slap abs. Let's go ahead and watch this video. It didn't work on me either. I was trying to slap it, just it wasn't going away for some, some reason. I don't know why. But, but no, I'll joke aside, but I remember a couple years ago when, when I, was, I was really praying. I was asking God, God, I want to understand your word better. I, I want to do the things that you've called me to do. I, I, I want to be able, when I speak to people, I want to be able to, to have conviction when I speak. And I, and I really remember what God said to me. It was so clear. He said, Terry, until you take care of yourself physically, until you discipline your body physically, there's things I can't show you. 
And I was like, man, all right, okay. Because keep in mind, I was in the Marine Corps, so I was in great shape, but then I let myself go. And so check this out. I said, I'm going to take my health back. So I said, Julie, I told my wife, I said, let's go out. Let's go buy a Wii Fit. Hello. And I bought Jillian Michaels. Don't judge me. Okay? So I went and got Jillian Michaels, and we got home, and we're getting this Wii out, and we're getting the platform set up, and it's taking all your measurements, and, and then it asks you to make a me character. You know what a me character is, right? And so my son, my son Isaiah, if you guys know him, he's full of energy. I love him. And he was like, Daddy, he's about five or something like that. He's like, Daddy, I want to make your me character. I was like, all right, cool. So as he's making my me character, it's just going like this. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making you, Daddy. I'm like, dang, out of the mouth of babes, they speak. <laughs> but then I was thinking about this, and I was like, man, that, that's my, how my son sees me. And, and am I setting an example for my son? And so we were flipping through these pictures of us on a vacation one time, and I, I, I came across a picture of myself riding on a boat. And I said to myself, dang, I'm 270 pounds. And I had to really come to grips with, am I honoring God with my body? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27 says like this, I discipline my body like an athlete. Training to do what it should do. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Now, I want to let you know that I know that there's some people that have medical conditions that make it difficult for them to lose weight. I understand that. I know there's some people who have physical conditions that, don't, that, that make it difficult for them to get healthy in that area. I understand that. But, but I don't want to hear the excuse that I work at a job where I sit at my desk all day. Stop it. All right? Because I did some research to rebuttal that. Hello. Y'all ready for some statistics? Who wants to know how you can burn some calories sitting at your job at the desk? Come on. Y'all ain't excited about it. So check it out. You can burn 50 calories an hour at your job by dragging your heels. Hmm? What? 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 You can, earn, you can burn 50 calories an hour by... Passing the buck. Now, some of y'all are really good at passing the buck at work. Hey, this ain't my job. I'm going to do this. Go ahead and take that. You can burn 150 calories an hour by adding fuel to the fire. Hello. You can burn 300 calories an hour by wading through paperwork. That's too much paperwork. 300 calories an hour. I'm just keep wading through paperwork. My favorite is that you can burn 300 to 600 calories an hour, depending on your size and proportions, by throwing your weight around. Hello. <laughs> but check this out. If we learn how to take care of ourselves physically, we can learn how to take care of ourselves spiritually because it's a parallel. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 says like this, having nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value. But godliness has value for all things, holding to the promise for the, both the present life in life to come. But see, it starts with a choice. It starts with a choice. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. It says this. It says, this, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. And it even tells us what to do here. It says, now choose life so that you and your children may live. It starts with a choice. 
Now, I remember when I first came on staff here, I was really into CrossFit. I was a little skinnier than I am now, because now I like the power lift. I, I was like a little skinny dude, okay? And I used to tell TJ, it's like, man, man, you want to get back in shape, you got to do CrossFit. How many know if you're passionate about something, it doesn't matter what you're passionate about, you're always going to figure a way to interject that into a conversation. And I remember we're talking about different things. I'm like, yo, TJ, nah, man, you got to do CrossFit, man. You can do kipper pull-ups, you clean the jerks, snatches, all this stuff, man. It's great. He's like, dude, look at me like, are you nuts? No, man, when you get done working, like, you fall on the floor, you're huffing and puffing, it's just great. And he's like, at me, and he looked me square in the eyes and said, Terry, shut up. If my wife can't get me to go to the gym, you aren't going to get me to go to the gym. I said, like, okay, <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> but it wasn't until he chose to answer the conviction from the Holy Spirit, because I can't convince you, nobody can convince you to take care of yourself physically, but, but what God is saying is about a choice to listen to the conviction, and it wasn't until he decided to listen to that conviction that now you know he loves CrossFit now, because he talks about in his messages, but he decided to take back his health physically. He's not the only person in our church that decided to do that. I think of Jesse Rook. Jesse, man, I love her. She's like, one day she decided, I'm just going to start making a goal to run marathons. I'm like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> if I run from here to that door, I'm going to pass out. But she's making a goal to run a marathon, and she's doing that. And then I think of Kelly, who said, you know, I'm going to take baby steps. I'm going to take baby steps, and I'm just going to change some of the things that I do, the way I eat. And she lost over 100 pounds. Baby steps. I'm not asking you guys to, to join CrossFit. I'm not asking you guys to make it a goal of yours to deadlift 700 pounds like mine is. I'm, not, I'm an extreme. My wife says I'm an all or nothing type of guy. But what I'm asking is that we understand that there's balance with, by taking care of ourselves physically so that we can do the things that God's called us to do. Amen? It starts with a choice. Because when we choose to run after the things of God, he promises that when we choose to do those things, that we'll become spiritually healthier. James 4.8 says like this, it says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. It's like a cycle. See, God created us, we belong to God, and we always end up back with God. See, it's our dependency on God that makes a difference in our life. Because when we try to do things on our own, we become exasperated, we become tired. When we, we start to say, I'm going to take do, do this thing in my own power, my own strength, Man, it's not if, but when you fail. But when we say, listen, God, I'm trusting in you that any time that I mess up, you're going to pick me up and you're going to help me along this journey. Our dependency on God is where we draw our strength from. So it's not going to be easy. But just by the way we become healthier, by the, the choices and the things that we eat, it's the same thing that applies to us spiritually. Because think about this. When I was 270 pounds, big dude, eating pizza, McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, all that stuff, I was always tired, I was frustrated, I was just, I couldn't think clearly because of the things I was putting into my body. There weren't healthy things in my body. And the same applies, let's go over here to the spirit thing. If we're malnourished because we're not supplying our body and our spirit with the right things, we're going to become frustrated, we're going to become tired. The things that God's called us to do are going to become more difficult. When we have to make major decisions in life, we have no substance and no depth because we're not spending time with God. We become malnourished. The Bible says that the word of God is the bread of life. So are we feeding ourselves with the things that God called us to feed ourselves with? There's a spiritual parallel between the two. And I like how, again, 1 Timothy 4, 7 says, you know, we have to train ourselves to be godly in the choices that we make set the course of our life. I like how Andy Stanley says, it says, direction, not intention, leads us to our destination. 
Direction, not intention, leads us to our destination. So we have to start with a choice. And the second thing is we have to learn how to rest. This is important. I have a coach that, that writes my programming for powerlifting, and, and, and he knows my, how I am. He's like, dude, you, I got I to gotta write in for you a rest week because I will be trying to lift heavy weight all the time and, and not stop, and my body will break down. I'll get tired. So he says, no, I'm going to write in your program. It's called a deload week. And he said, that's going to be the week where you allow your body to recover so that when you come off the deload week, you're stronger. The same applies to us spiritually. We can get busy with doing all these things for God that we don't ever take time to rest. Doing these things that God's called us to do, but we're running on, on the red line all the time, and we never take time to rest, and we start to find these things that get more difficult. As a matter of fact, Stanford University did a study. They, they did a study, and they said, people who work over 60 hours consistently, 60-plus hours or more, were two-thirds less productive than those who worked a normal work, uh, work hour. Work week out. People who are consistently working 60 hours plus on a consistent basis without any rest were two-thirds less productive than those who worked a normal work hour. Stanford University. They said why? They said they came to the conclusion that it led to increased stress, it led to increased fatigue, sleep deprivation, and those things because they're working and not taking rest. See, our culture is a go, go, go go, 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 all the, all the way culture, you know, we, we find it hard to, 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 to just shut off. Like, I know me, and I, and I want you guys to be honest, I know me. Like, if I leave and I'm like five miles down the road and I forget my phone, I'm like, you turn. <laughs> I know I'm not, come on, I know I'm not the only one that, do, that does that. Like, if you leave your phone at home, you will leave your wallet at home, your purse at home, but if you leave your phone at home, it's phonophobia, you're going to go get it. <laughs> I'm just telling you. But think about it. We always have our phone with us. We're, we're always checking our emails. We're always checking Instagram or Facebook or doing something. We don't know how to shut off. We don't know how to rest. Now, the rest I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the type of rest where you just lay in bed and do nothing. That's just lazy. Hello. But the rest I'm talking about is understanding that we can get into the presence of God and find our peace and find our strength and find our recovery in there. So how do we do that? How do we do that? We learn how to be still. Be still. Psalms 46.10 says, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. Learning how to be still in his presence. I like how Lamentations 3.25 and 26 says it. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for the salvation from the Lord. Just like my training program. I have to plan. I have to program rest. Just like our spiritual life, we have to learn how to program that rest into our spiritual walk. So what do we have to do? We have to make a plan. Make a plan to do this. Proverbs 13, 16 says it like this. A wise man thinks ahead. A fool doesn't and even brags about it. Now you've heard, the, you've heard your friends like, man, I ain't got no plan. I got this. I got this, man. I just go with the flow. And then these are the same people, like three months later, talking about, man, I don't know to do my life, man. <laughs> I need somebody to help me out. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't got no plan. But a wise man says, I'm making a plan, and I'm sticking to it. So how do we do this, man? We need to have a physical plan. Again, earlier I talked about, I'm not asking you to go stream and join CrossFit and do all this stuff, but let's start out with, with, with little baby steps. Maybe, maybe, instead of, maybe instead of sitting at home when you get back home from work, take 30 minutes to go outside for a walk. Take your dogs for a walk. Your dog, go out with the kids. Walk with your kids. 
Get physical. Start moving. You know, if you work in an office building and you're on the second floor, stop taking the elevator. Hello. Take the stairs. You know, just simple little things like that. Start packing your lunch. Maybe choose some better foods when you pack your lunch instead of eating out because, number one, you'll save money. Number two, you'll get healthier. So that's always better. If you can, hire a personal trainer. But the whole, the whole point of hiring a personal trainer is, is having somebody to hold you accountable to your goals. So if you say you want to lose 30 pounds in, in three or four months, you have that person to hold you accountable. So, you know, if you want to start weight training, whatever, you, say, you, may, you may say, Pastor Terry, I don't know how to weight train. Well, find somebody who can teach you how to weight train. You know, that physical, just get active. That's what, that's what we're asking you to do. Get active, get healthy again, so you can do the things that God's called you to do. Now, you also have a spiritual plan. You've got to develop a spiritual plan. And we talk about Bible reading. And, and, and here's the thing, like, we, we give these out for free every quarter. And I, I would highly encourage you guys to pick up a daily devotion on your way out and just start going through it. I mean, they're, they're amazing. There's, there's so many, I mean, this, you have December, January, February in here. So we want to give you opportunities to start developing yourself, become spiritually fit. And not only do we have daily devotion, things like that, but, I mean, if you have a smartphone, a computer, or whatever, there, there's, there's you version. There's hundreds of different reading plans on there to get yourself mentally ready, spiritually ready. You know, we talked about a couple of series ago, I think it was last series, that Pastor TJ was doing the challenge. It said, just spend some time quiet with God. Get your notepad out. Shut the TV off, shut the music off, get your notepad out, and just wait on God to speak to you. Get your notepad out. You start reading the Bible, and then, you know, you start to think things. Just start writing down. Get quiet. These are simple little spiritual steps that we can take. You know, prayer time, you know, we can, on the way, people are like, I ain't got time to pray. Pray in your car. <laughs> pray in the shower. If you're like me, pray on the toilet. God hears that too. It don't matter how funky it is. <laughs> I'm just saying, pray. You know what I mean? Hello. Spend some time in worship. I think it's really important because the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. Spend time in worship. Because if you do that, the reward of worship is the presence of God. That's a beautiful thing. Or we can just listen to messages instead of listening to talk radio. Take some time to download some messages. Listen to some messages. You know, hello, little plug for Coastal Community Church. We have podcasts. I'm just saying. Just saying. Well, listen to some of your favorite preachers, man. Just listen to messages. Start to nourish your spirit like that. But after you get a plan, understand something. It's going to take courage. It's going to take courage. Now, courage is kind of a, it's kind of a loaded word. But what is courage, really? Courage is having the, the faith in God that he's going to give you the grace to do those things that you planned out. It takes courage, man, to to step in a gym and not worry about what people think about you. you say, I'm going to take my health back physically. It takes courage to say, you know what? I know this area of my life is not bearing fruit. I need to cut it off. It takes courage and it takes faith in the God saying, Lord, I know that this relationship that I'm in is not the right relationship and I'm going to cut it off. It takes courage to say, God, I know that this area of sin in my life is pleasurable but only for a season. I need your help. It takes courage. But we have to start somewhere. And friends, I want to encourage you something. Becoming obsessed with what people think about you is the quickest way to forget what God thinks about you. God said you are created in my image. That means you're a masterpiece. Taking care of our bodies is our gift back to God. It allows us to do those things that God's called us to do. 
serve harder, serve better, it doesn't matter. But taking care of ourselves physically allows us to get clarity of mind. There's a spiritual parallel. Until we become disciplined in those areas, it may be very hard for God to show us things. It's like a, it's like a baseball diamond. It's like a cycle. You start at home, you're first base, you're single. Little steps. Second base, you're double. Third base, you're triple. Then you hit it inside the park or whatever home run. It's a cycle. You start at home, you end back up at home. And that's how it is with our cycle life. We start at home. God, I need your help. We make small steps. We end back up at home. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much. God, that you don't just care about our physical health, but God, you, you care about our spiritual health even more, Lord. And I pray today, God, that you will help us not to just settle for better when, God, you have best available for us. Holy Spirit, I pray that today that the guests here or people here, God, that, that are struggling in areas of their life, maybe it be physically, maybe it be spiritually, God, I pray that your grace will cover them, Lord, and then, and, and God, you begin to show them, God, that you have a direction, a purpose, and a plan for their life. God, I know that sometimes taking the courage to get ourselves physically fit may be a challenge, but God, I thank you that our, our strength is in you. God, that you can give us the courage to make a difference in our life physically and not just spiritually, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.